Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. I want to talk about both teams. I want to talk about what happened to the Cubs over on the north side and what was happening with the White Sox out in Oakland. It's, uh, it's weird because you go from a day where you feel really optimistic about how the day is going to go you haven't seen the Cubs in three days, and they're getting ready to take on a Marlins team that if you've been listening to Loho Daily, I've been telling you, is a little tough. They've got really good starting pitching, and you saw that play out in, in the game today. But you go from feeling optimistic to, to really being in that mode of, of watching playoff baseball and the type of emotions that it elicits when you're watching it. With the Cubs... After Ian Happ hits that home run, you're thinking, well, they're going to have enough with Kyle Hendricks to, and then turn it over to the back end of their bullpen, and they're going to be able to, even if they only score one, it'll be enough, and they can they can win. And you saw what has happened with this Marlins team for most of the year. They're a team that fights. Like, they have fought. They have fought. I thought it was interesting, and I, I know that Rossi had – a really good reason for starting Hendricks in game one. I would have started with Darvish um, just because he's, he's your best pitcher. He's one of the best pitchers in the national league. Not that Kyle Hendricks isn't. He's also one of the best pitchers in the league, but I felt like throwing Darvish at the Marlins would have been uh real interesting to see how they would have reacted to a guy that's got so much in the arsenal. I also think that it's fair for any Cub fan to go, did Hendricks need to throw, what was it, 106 pitches in the game? Is it possible that Rossi waited too long and trusted him too much in that moment to try and get some outs? To extend him as long as you could so that you're not taxing your bullpen, it's a fair question. The only thing is that you've seen him do it before. You've seen Hendricks go out there and have a really good inning. It still ends up, not that this is any solace, but a quality start from Hendricks. 
six and a third with three earned runs, but those three runs hurt bad, hurt real bad. And now the the Cubs are fighting for their lives, backs against the wall as they send Darvis to the mound. And maybe that was part of the reason that I'm sure that Rossi was thinking they'd win that first game and then you'd have Darvish, but I guess there's a lot of pressure now on Darvish. A lot. By the way, Dickerson's forearms are like the biggest forearms that I've ever seen. Like outside of professional wrestlers. And like Magnus Vermagnuson. That guy's got the biggest forearms I've ever seen. And that slow-mo that they did on him as he's hitting the home run was incredible. Because you got to see like full flex. You talk about flex. Like he should, he should screenshot that. And put it on a poster and sell the poster for charity. Like that's how good he ended up looking in that situation. So the Cubs come back tomorrow. They've got Darvish on the bump tomorrow. The struggle is real, man. The struggle, it's been an issue for the Cubs for a while, them scoring runs. And they bucked up. They bucked up against the, the White Sox and scored some runs. It looked like there were some things that were happening with that offense. But good pitching, and you're going to see it again. Sixto Sanchez is going. And I know that a lot of people haven't seen him, and maybe you don't know that much about him. This dude is legit. So it's not an easy road that the Cubs are going to have to go down. If they, if they do win game two, I, I give them a, a great shot to win game three. But we'll see. It would be really sad to see the Cubs go out of this season just playing two extra games. At least make it a nail-biter. At least get it to that game three. Speaking of game three, this is where the White Sox find themselves after they lost five to three. It's crazy because there were actually some encouraging things that happened in this game that I want to spend some time talking about. But let me, let me, because I don't have a show, um, because the Cubs will be on when I'm usually on. So I don't have a show. But I do want to talk about what happened with Dallas Keuchel and Nick Madrigal. Keuchel has been the steadiest dude. He's been so perfect for what it is that they wanted when they went out in free agency and, and, and brought him in. He's been that dude. And he had a bad start. Like, he couldn't, it didn't seem like he had good movement on any of his stuff today. And it seemed like they were lining him up pretty well. He went as far in the game. He probably went a little farther than I would have let him go. But I understand if you're Ricky Renteria, like, this guy has been a horse for you. He's been your best pitcher, even with Lucas throwing a no-hitter this year. So that was frustrating. It was also frustrating that the White Sox gave extra outs today. That was really frustrating. I keep hearing people talk about Nick Madrigal in glowing terms, that, and I wish they would stop when it comes to telling me how smart of a player he is. I think if we're talking about pitch recognition and the hit tool, I think those are fair things to say about the young man. When it comes to the rest of the baseball game, I, I'm not sure where you're getting that from. 
And maybe he didn't do some of this stuff at Oregon State. But his feel for what's happening in a game is troubling. His base running is atrocious. It's atrocious. He's gotten himself hurt running the bases. He's running the outs. He's running the outs ahead of Jose Abreu coming up to the dish. And today, where you have a situation where you, you he a steal is on and Tim comes through with a hit, you're supposed to f- first and third that. You're supposed to pop up slide and first and third that. He doesn't even pick up his coach at third base. He doesn't know what's going on, and he's he's deked. He got deked by Oakland's middle infielders. He's sitting here thinking he had to go back to first. That's not heads-up baseball. That's not a guy who who's super smart and has a feel for, for how the game is supposed to go. And then on top of that, you had the physical error, which is becoming a thing. When he's in the shift, he struggles on that third bounce when there's a hard-hit ball out towards right field. That wasn't, like, that's a physical mistake. Like, those things happen, and maybe you can do a better job of positioning yourself so you're not, like, catching that ball off the side. But the play that drove me insane was a ground ball hit to him where if he tosses to Tim, they could turn a 4-6-3 double play. He decides that he's going to try and run and tag the runner in the baseline and then throw. He's got to chase the runner back towards first to do it and then has a crappy throw. So another error. Like Those are the types of things that I wonder if it's running through Ricky's mind right now to start Yomer Sanchez in a win-or-go-home situation. Because it's on my mind right now. For real. And I know that Madrigal came up with a big hit that extended the inning in the ninth. But is it worth it to have a, in a winner go home, is it worth it to have a singles hitter who doesn't run the bases well and doesn't play good defense in your lineup? You'll have to answer that question, and so will Ricky. We'll see what his lineup looks like. It was interesting to see Aloy at least get up and stir a little bit in the dugout. I I was looking for opportunities for him to pinch hit. I really hope that he's available to hit. I hope that wasn't just a, well, they got to be thinking about him type thing. Because that would absolutely suck if he doesn't even get in at bat in this postseason. What to do with who's starting game three? Dylan Cease pitched in this game, so I think that eliminates him from starting, although you never know. Both of the starting pitchers, as I'm recording this, are to be determined, which makes sense. The A's have a good history against left-handers, but If you're going to use Carlos Rodon, this is the best situation to use him in. He's used to starting. He likes pressure, although I know, I know, I know what happened with the bases loaded. 
I feel like this is the safest position to put him in a game that matters. You're not asking him to give you five. I'm not sure you're asking him to give you more than two. But it will be familiar for him to prepare and be ready like a starter if they give him the opportunity to do it. Dane Dunning has been impressive. His last start withstanding. But he's been impressive. I'm not going to be mad if they hand him the ball. This is a guy that you're hoping is going to be a part of your rotation for a really long time. So I'm okay if they decide to hand him the ball tomorrow. Other, I don't see any other options than that. I think that those are the choices. And I think that both guys will pitch in the game. So it's a matter of which one would you prefer to be the first one out of the shoot. Now let me talk about the White Sox and what they did in game two. I thought it was a really interesting decision to bring for Oakland to bring in their closer in the eighth. I understood the logic behind it. But once he gets up to 27 pitches in the eighth inning, I'm thinking there's no way that he goes back out there for the ninth. Like That doesn't make any sense at all for him to do that. But they sent him back out there. And what I'll take away from this game, and this if they, if they do come back and, and they're able to win the series tomorrow, I'll point to it as a flashpoint. And if not, it was just kind of a cool thing that happened. The fact that they were able to extend and make Melvin make a pitching change on his closer, they got that guy to 50 pitches. There were some wonderful at-bats, even at-bats where guys struck out. And yes, there were some questionable calls behind the plate, and you heard the White Sox like barking at the home plate umpire, and I understand it. But Mazzara... And Moncada, even in in strikeouts, like even in bad bad outcome at bats, had good at bats. They kept extending them, and they they made them have to work. And if you end up in a situation where the guy that you think is going to be MVP of the league is coming up with an opportunity to put you ahead or to tie the game up, I think that's I think that's what you want. I think that's what you want from your offense. You want to see the fight in them. And I appreciate that they showed some fight. Like that, I was curious to see if they were going to be able to push through what was a sloppy game for them to make it interesting at the end. Not only did they make it interesting, strategically, I think they put themselves in a much better position Because now I don't know how Melvin goes to Hendricks in a save situation tomorrow night. The hope, or tomorrow afternoon. The hope is that the White Sox don't need that, that that it won't matter if Hendricks pitches or not, and they'll jump on whoever is starting and and rough them up and get some runs on, on them and then turn it over to their bullpen. It'll be a fun, fun time watching these games play out. I'm 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 hopeful to see Darvish. I love watching Darvish pitch, so it's gonna be hard like multitasking that tomorrow, kind of like what it was today. But 
I love seeing Darvish pitch, and he's going up against a dude that can really bring it in Sixto Sanchez. So be ready. I told you, just be ready. Like, this guy can pitch. We'll see if the, the Cubs lineup can get out of his way. And for the White Sox tomorrow, you got a chance. You gave yourself a chance, and you fought. And I can't ask for more than that from my team, considering the situation that they were in entering the seventh inning of that game. Playoff baseball, this is what it feels like. Ups and downs. It's all good, though. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.